0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Midday's Mumbai Cricket Podcast with Clayton Murzalo. My guest today is indeed special and I can't think of another Ranji Trophy player involved with Mumbai Cricket in such a long span of time. Welcome to the program, Bilind Rege. Thank
1: you Clay for calling me here. First and foremost, let me congratulate you on this fantastic concept that you have. I mean, it's amazing that you call cricketers of yesteryears, even the younger players and one when hears them, It's this, this concept is tremendous. I mean, I want to again and again say, well done.
0: Thank you. Uh, Milind, we'll start off uh, from the very beginning. You and Sunil Gavaskar stayed in the same building at Grant Road. What was it like?
1: Uh, It was like a typical, uh, traditional joint family ventures, where everybody lived together in and out of each other's houses, people you know loved you and and a joint family venture has to be a good one because you're you're highly protected there are seniors to look after you there are so many people to you know call you to their houses there's never a dull moment all activities that were done were done in a community based thing so that if there was diwali ganpati govinda or anything that you want basically it was a Maharashtra locality but uh, there were others also there so the togetherness that we had was absolutely which is what you know life is all about to share it taught us to share a lot it taught us to love each other it taught us to eat with each other be with each other so it
0: was a great concept so can you tell us something about your games which you had in chikalwadi not only was there gavaskar but there was also sudhir naik sharad hazare the ambiye brothers and gavaskar mentions in sunny days that uh, our ranji trophy team was like uh, Chikalwadi and Shivaji Park, you know, the areas coming together.
1: Chikalwadi was about two or three buildings away from us. But the entire area was called that, where Hazare and Ambie lived. We lived at the beginning, which was like a good three or four bedroom flat system. We had all these players living there, Sudhir, Sharad Subash Ambie, Kishore Rao. There was a guy called Sen who lived in, uh, played for Pasi cyclists and so many. So, it was a good Sudhakar Shetty, who lived in Sunawala buildings at Tardeo. So, this was a kind of a, a solid team like Shivai Park or like Worli. So, it was it was an area-wise team and we played a lot of tennis ball cricket against each other. So, when we had a Sudhir Naik played against us, Sudhir was a very good cricketer in those days and even till he retired. But Sudhir Naik against us, Ambi against us, Hazare against us and so on and so forth. So we all played our cricket together, but when it came to playing the higher class of cricket, we jailed so well, because we had already known each other as friends from tennis ball days. Nothing like tennis ball cricket. Uh.
0: Your school days with uh, Gavaskar and your college days with Gawaskar, uh, what is your most striking memory?
1: Studies first. There was no Father Fritz, Father Serkis, Father DiMello, Saint Xavier's college, school, didn't allow us any facilities for cricket. Sport was played as a, as a byproduct of education. We were never allowed to go for sport alone. Mm-hmm. Father Miranda, who was our principal, said to us that, listen, you got to pass all your exams, only then will I allow you to go and appear for India schools or Bombay schools or wherever you want to play. So there was no compromise whatsoever, Clay, on sport and cricket. Studies first. In fact, let me go a little further that when the India schools team went to England, Sunil and I did not go because we had to appear for a finals, and Sunil's mother did not allow us to go in that team where Ajit Naik led, and that team was all set. So, the facilities that were provided at Senzevas High School were a piece of half matting torn. Father Fritz, our coach, his famous saying was, Good ball, block, man. Bad ball, That was his famous saying. And that is the way we were coached. So if anybody has to say that the great Gavaskar was coached at the school level, there was no official coaching really. Coaching was only done at the MCA camps for a month or so. And that's about it. One had to learn by oneself. One had to understand what cricket is all about. And there is where people like Sunil Gavaskar made a difference. Uh,
0: I remember reading a piece where you said that it was me who made Gavaskar an opening batsman?
1: I mean, I wouldn't say it was me. I would say it was because of because of my problem. You see, I led the Saint High School because I was taller and bigger than Sunil. Sunil was a tiny little fellow. He was about four feet, 11, five feet, not even five. And because I was taller than him, in those days, the taller the boy, the stronger the boy, you see. So, you, Father Fritz said, all right, you're leading, the, you're captaining the team. And we were playing against, we, we made our debut St. Xavier's High School in class 7. Okay. When we were 12 years old, we played for the senior team. Sunil was number 10 and I was number 11. But Father Fritz saw something different in us. So, he, and, and the rest of the team were no cricketers. They were all boys from, you know, Pedder Road and uh, Altamount Road and Girgah. And Xavier's High School was a very mixed school of all kinds of uh, strata. So that's how it is. And and Anjuman Islam boys who were so tall, so I said, Sunil, I was an opener. So I said, Sunil, I am not opening here, you are opening. He said, no, I am not an opener, you are an opener. I said, no, captain wants you to go at number one, you will go at number one. And I I threw my weight around, you see. And that's how Gavaskar went opening. And the, the rest is history. But yeah, to say that I made him would be a little exaggeration. The fact remains that he was technically solid even in those days.
0: Uh, milin can you tell us about your family? Uh, your brother played a good class of cricket. Uh, how did you get encouraged to play cricket? Uh, what was your family background like?
1: Basically, my father was the chief engineer at SO, the okay. petroleum, petroleum company there. Yeah. My brother played a lot of cricket for Robert Pani School. And then he went to Anjuman Islam. Can you believe it? Oh. Because Anjuman Islam played cricket and there was a cricketer called Tofik Hussain who took him there because he was a good cricketer. So for one or two years he played for Anjuman Islam and I cannot believe that one could one from our area could go to Anjuman but he did. And then he, he joined ACC and then Gaut Saraswat and Hindu Gymkhana. He was an opener. Let me just recall that my brother scored a 100 against Ramakan Desai in a Kanga League match on a weight wicket for Hindu Gymkhana. Okay. And that's how, you know, he was, a, he was a good cricketer. He was a good opening batsman, solid in those days. And then ACC picked him up mm-hmm. when he was pretty young then. You know, he had done his uh, master's in, uh, in science. So he was a clever man. And that's how cricket. But my cricket essentially was because, I don't know how it was Providence, that Sunil's mother just took a liking to me. Because there were so many like me in that four buildings that we lived. And most of them, let us say all of them, Went to vernacular schools except for the fact that Sunil and I went to St. Xavier's high school because Sunil's grandfather was I think the secretary in the education department and he got his admission there and that's how we went to St. Xavier's and and the rest you know we were we were blessed to go to a school like that because our concept of education changed totally the confidence level started you know in those days you know if you if you were a vernacular student you know you had a little uh, Complex In the sense, English was a problem, but that's where we picked the better things of life. Without being pompous or without, you know, trying to show off, it helped us a lot. Because I, I firmly believe that Jesuit education taught us everything and it made us into whatever we were. It's because of the respect, the discipline, the, the way things were. We had, to, we had to pray, we had to study, we had to go to church without, without forcing us to do anything. But that was how we feared God and that's what, we did everything that needed to be done and Sunil's mother laid the foundation for our future. I must be eternally grateful to her. Uh,
0: did spin come naturally to you?
1: I don't know why I bowled spin, but I bowled spin. it came naturally to me. And uh, well, there were only two cricketers in our school really, the rest of the nine were just, and fortunately for us our school uniform also were like flannels, cricket clothing, you know, cream. So most of the boys wore that and came to, to play with the exception of Sunil and me because we had a background, Sunil's father was a very good cricketer. Yes. He helped us. Mother or Mantri was there to guide us. So all the cricketing background that we got and my brother. So at the age of 8 and 9, we would go to watch an ACC game. And we sat in that tent, the tambu. Mm. And that tambu was an ACC, tambu was a 5-star tambu. So these big cricketers were there. So, from the age of eight, we sat with them, observation was one of the greatest strengths that we had. Who did what, how they dressed up, what pads they wore and that's all, what they spoke and Madhara Mantri made us sit with, next to Pali Umregar. Can you imagine mm-hmm. as an eight year old, we were sitting next to Polly and Bapu Nadkani, not saying a word, mm-hmm. but just listening to what they were talking and it was, it was great baptism with the game. And we are eternally grateful that these observations that we had, we were blessed with it because of the education that we had in school. They taught us a lot. And then Mantri, Mr. Madhav Mantri was really, really a man of great principles. He taught us how this game has to be played. Because after the game, he would sit with us. He would discuss with us. And then the others followed when I joined Dadi Union. But these were our formative areas. That sitting in and around these great players, Every time we went to see a test match at the Brabant Stadium, we would sit in the North Stand on ACC tickets. Achha. You know, every club had its tickets. Yeah. And next to us were all these cricketers and down there we saw Polyum Umriga and Bapuji and Ramakan bowling. And then after that, after a few days, we would sit next to them at the Pasi Gymkhana and discussing what the test match did. So that was a great education for us, absolutely. I mean, I, I recall every single instance that in those days where Pauli Kaka used to tell Bapuji that, you know, you're not bowling tight enough. So he would take the ball, they would pull each other's leg. And, and that's how it went on. And then I've seen fan following of Ramakand Desai. I tell you, today's fan following, if Ramakand was there, I don't know what fan following he would have. There were thousands of people walking behind Ramakand Desai when the match was over and he went to the Dadaraya, to Bariin Line railway station. Thousands of people after him, hmm. till he boarded the train. It was an amazing sight, you see. And then watching ramakan bowling at the Islam Gymkhana, skittling out Western Railway for 26 runs. 8 for 13 in a time shield, which had railway players. Nari Contractor, Avinash Desai, Budhi Kundaran, Sharad Diwadkar, Achha. Balu Gupte. There was a player called Jain Tilal, Naishat Bakshi. All those were playing for railways. And then ramakan skittled them out, 8 for 13 it was a sight ramakan desai was a sight if you think michael holding was a sight mm. ramakan desai was no less i am not exaggerating clay but he was he was a great bowler he was a he was a great role model for cricketers because he was sharp he taught you but those were our later days for mumbai
0: wasn't he the one who used to slip through a coca cola bottle to you all at the yes. tent
1: ramakan desai would come and there was their manager called M S. bawlankar Ramakan and M S. would give us a Coca Cola bottle, and that was our and and Kadar's khima, Islam Jimkhana khima, and Ramakhan They says Coca Cola bottle, fantastic. And he Ramakhan just loved cricketers. You see, I mean Ramakhan was a tough guy. He was a tough person when I mean, cricket was concerned, but his heart was like you know, soft. When you think of these people who are not there anymore, they were very simple human beings. Mm-hmm. they were very good people their interest was only to play the game and compete there were there was no sledging there was no hatred for each other there was nothing but time shield was a was the toughest cricket that one has ever seen toughest cricket you know it was because these and and why was bombay's cricket so strong i call it bombay because then it was bombay mm. because they played against each other their skills were against each other at the Pasi gymkhana at the islam gymkhana Two Gymkhanas, never on Hindu Gymkhana, I don't know why. Uh-huh. But but these two Gymkhanas, they played cricket and with what gusto and with what passion, three days of serious cricket. You know, Ramakhan at a stage would bowl 25 overs in a day. I mean, today's theory is of bowling four over spells. Yeah. And sometimes I wonder, those shoes and that equipment that people got, but the passion and love for the game. I, I believe Ramakan was such a natural. He had no effort on his bowling, hmm. like holding. There was no effort in his bowling if you saw. Ramakana was a classic, you know. There were others also, they were all great players. Rav Surti and Sadashiv Patil and V.B. Ranjane and all these players played in Indian cricket in Bombay. And then Wadekar, Hanuman Singh and Budi Kundaran and the works. Ashok Mankar, you know, Dilip Vengsakar. Bombay's cricket's heritage was… Oh, I mean, I can name you 100 players who were as good as the other, but the one who got a chance were the lucky ones. People like me, I consider myself lucky. i really lucky because they were, must have been far better cricketers than me. But because I was in a club called Dada Union, you know, maybe I was a sino of Vice because of Mantri was there, Vasu Paranspe was there, V.S. Patil was there, all these people were there. Naren Tamade was my mentor. We're all there, you know, and I was lucky. But there were so many others who deserved to play for Bombay. It was unfortunate that A gets picked and B doesn't get picked.
0: Uh, you had your share of uh, national exposure in a way uh, when you went for the Mohinud Daula tournament, uh, where you played in a team led by Pathodi against Dungarpur Revan. Yes. You played for VST yes. uh, with Gavaskar in the side. Uh, so, in a way, you made your Ranji debut before Gavaskar. Yes. Was that something you pulled his leg for?
1: Never. I I, I think there was a very healthy competition between me and Sunil. Mm -hmm. Very healthy. To the point sometimes we could be jealous of each other's uh, uh, performances. But I was never able to match his performances. Never. If I got 100, he got 175. Mm. You see, he was technically so good, so good. Yes, I did make my debut before Sunil because there was an opportunity for me to do. You see, if you see some pictures of yesteryears, in Gavadekar's first win, Gavaskar is not in the picture. Ramnath Parker was there, but Sunil was not picked. Mm. I mean, so much for fairness of selection. Madhav Mantri was the selector. Vijay Merchant was a chairman, and they were close, but they never, they never allowed these things to come in. They thought they made a mistake of giving Sunil an opportunity to play against the rest of India. Irani, and he failed in both the innings on a wet wicket, and then he had to wait. He had to wait, easy. wait for two seasons, scored tons of runs, tons of runs, but where was the place for Sunil? But that is how it is. But yeah, never pulled each other's leg. And in fact, we never talked cricket. One of my biggest regrets is that Sunil never taught me how to bat. I wish he had told me, Million, you are making a mistake. I wish he had told me, you have no fire in your belly. I wish he had told me that you are probably capable of bigger things. I had a word with Sudhir Naik like once, you know. And Sudhir said, Milin, you know, with your kind of talent, you should have gone far ahead. But you know what was missing in you? You didn't have the fire in your belly. Mm. You didn't want to... You were very happy playing for Bombay. But when I assess my cricket, when I look at my cricket in a very proper manner, I wasn't good enough for that next level. I wasn't just good enough for that next level. That's a fact. And many people may say that I was probably a good player, this, that, good all-rounder. Yes, I managed to survive in the Bombay team, but if you look at the track record, I don't have great records, but whenever Bombay was in trouble, I saved them. Whenever Bombay needed to win, I won. And in those days, it was a different ball game. But coming back to Sunil, I wish he had told me how to bat. Can you imagine in my entire career for Bombay, I batted with Sunil only once. I see. In Rajkot, where Karsan Gauri ran through us.
0: That must be 72.
1: 72 when Sunil came back from Australia after playing in the World Cup. And Karsan was all fire on those uh, matting wickets. And we were, I think, 70 for 5 at one stage. All the big guns gone. And Karsan was bowling quick. He was pretty sharp, Karsan. And Sunil was at the other end. And while Sunil was batting, he made Karsan look medium pace. Mm. Made him look medium pace. Because the way he would leave him, as if the ball had no fire in it. But when all of us faced Karsan, it was like a cannonball coming at us. That was Sunil Gavaskar's technique. And then when I, when I used to get, you know, beaten, he used to just smile. I said, then I walked around once to him, I said, what, what do I do? He said, play the way you normally play, you know. But Karsan didn't allow us to last. He was good. That's how, that's what I'm talking, coming back to Sunil, it was a different technique, different ball game, different cricketer different batsmen, all made up, all by himself. Nobody taught him. I can tell you today, honestly, on on your live podcast, that nobody taught Gavaskar how to bat. Maybe a coach would say, you, you are not coming in line, try to come in line, a little bit here and there. But the man who really taught him, really taught him what opening batting is, was a gentleman called T.S. Worthington, who coached us in Hyderabad for the pre-camp for the Indian tour to uh, England, which Ajit Naik led and both Sunil and I were tentatively captain and Uh vice-captain. But we were not selected because Sunil's mother didn't allow us to go and we had to appear for our final examinations. So that's when Ajit led. But he was the one man who taught Gavaskar the art of opening batting. I mean, I don't mind going on record today to say that T.S. Worthington for one and a half months really, really spent time on Sunil and, and Englishmen are very good at technique. Yes. You see, in those days at least. And he was the man. But others only, you know, maybe Vasan Namladi was a bit here and there. Maybe Mr. Bhandarkar was a bit here and there. You know, when we went to play in Pune Inter-University, mm. that time Bhandarkar used to watch us play. So maybe he came and gave a little bit of advice and things like that. But Gavaskar, at the end of the day's play, was a self-made man. Mm. An extremely intelligent cricketer. Knew what technique was how to bat, how to go about it, but never told his colleagues mm. that this is the mistake you are making, at least at the, because all of us were friends, all of us were the same age, grew up together, so where is? and there was so much camaraderie in the team, there was more fun. Cricket was fun, you know, after the day's play, cricket in the Bombay team was fun. For 10 years, 8, 10 years, can you imagine living a life together with the great wadekar and Sardis, Sardisai was the biggest, Prankster in the team, Ashok Mankar was a real leader. We never went anywhere in Gujarat for a drink or for a lunch or for a dinner when Ashok was called because he was Vinubai's son. Ashok mm. said, No, the whole team will come or I won't come. So everybody used to go together. Every, those five, six days were family. Lot of the 90s today, they meet quite often. True. They meet quite often. We used to meet quite often. Of course, now age has caught on with all of us. Some are there, some are not there. But still, when we meet, you know, when we meet people like Abdul Ismail and Ajit Pai and, you know, Paddy Shivalkar and unfortunately my dear friend SK is no more, it used to be fun. And Vadekar was the leader. So, coming back to the Camaraderie days, Kavaskar was a different lot, different lot. Just like the other Adharkar is a different lot now. You're
0: listening to the Mumbai Cricket Podcast with Clayton Musello, uh, We've seen you in a lot of uh, victorious pictures of Mumbai winning trophies. But there is one picture which did not have the stars and that is the 1971 uh, Ranji Trophy Triumph. Uh, you were led by a young Sudhir Naik, you were part of that team. How was it to deal with the fact that the stars are away in the West Indies and we've got to fix our places here?
1: Uh, to be honest with you, we had won the Ranji Trophy at least four times by then. So, we never ever felt clay. I, I'm not being pompous, hmm. but we never ever felt that we would lose the Ranji Trophy. Okay. Can you believe it? There was so much belief in the team because there was Bosle, Sudhir, Ismail, Daddy. Shivalkar, Hazare, myself, Ajit Naik. So, six of us were already in those previous teams. Ramnath was there? Ramnath, yes. The, but ramnath really made his debut then mm. in 71 under sudhir i think if i may. yes be that was his debut season debut yeah. season so we were already a major part of their previous winning teams and i must i must today give due credit to sudhir naik he was one of the coolest captains i have seen and because he was a friend because he was senior because he was such a good technician he knew the game well he was you know he was he had everything under his control never got excited we felt Totally it is. So, coming back to your question, not once did we ever, ever feel we would lose the game.
0: Uh, so, Milan, you uh, took a very vital catch during that final. Can you talk to us about that?
1: Bode was batting beautifully over there. He was about 48 or 49 or something like that. And the match was, were, I think, 110 for 4 or something like that. Bode and probably Niki Saldana were batting. Nicky Saldana was also... An outstanding Ranji Trophy all-rounder for Maharashtra. Over the years, he scored runs, scored wickets. And uh, Paddy came on to bowl from, I think, the north stand. And uh, bowled a nicked one. Actually, it was Hazare's catch. Because it was such a minor snick that it should have landed into Hazare's gloves right behind the stumps. But somehow or the other, it missed Hazare because it turned a little more. And I don't know what. From first slip, I was rather rather square because the ball was turning there was only one slip and one forward shot leg in my Sampath. I dived and I took that catch behind Hazare. I don't know how. Maybe Mumbai was destined to win. Maybe God was looking at us, helped us. And the ball just landed in my left palm. And that was the entire match changed over there. Because Bode's wicket sounded the death knell of Maharashtra's batting order. because. Psychologically, they were finished and then the great Shivalkar ran through them, just ran through them and in no time we were
0: champions. The, now, this is a little uh, sad uh, part of it all. You suffered a heart attack which stopped your international career, which halted your international career. Can you remember the day you got it?
1: Uh, I used to bat at number 4 for the Adi Union. I used to bowl 30 overs, for 25 to 30 overs for Bombay. So I was fit. I went to Ramesh Nagdev. If you remember Ramesh Nagdev, he was a Gujarat player, my college buddy, brilliant cricketer, you know, played for, I mean, was in the reserves with Hazari, against Australians. We went for his wedding at the Nataraj Hotel. I came home at night and I felt discomfort. Maybe the food, maybe what, I don't know, and I felt discomfort. And then the doctors were called in and, you know, it was a, it was a myocardial infarction. See, there's no such thing as a big heart, major heart attack, minor heart attack. Heart attack is a heart attack. Nobody knew why I got it. Maybe it was in my genes that I got it. But that was the day I remember. And then I was devastated. Totally. Because I was in the prime of my youth. And playing for Bombay, I was never dropped. I was a certainty. But yes, it devastated me. I remember that night very well. I was lucky in many ways. Because the doctor who treated me was a gentleman called Dr. Kale. Went to hospital, got treated, etc, etc. And the first question I asked the doctor is, when do I start playing? He just smiled and said, "Uh, well, we'll see. He said, do I have a chance? He said, why not? Mm. Why not? And in those days, Clay, after suffering a myocardial infarction, life was different. You had to walk slowly, you had to climb slowly, you had to do only this and not that. So, life was a shattering experience, but that, why not, helped me.
0: From Dr. Kale. Kale.
1: And I was a very tough character. I was an aggressive person in my, I mellowed down at least by 90% now, but I was now, in the last four years, but I was a very aggressive character. So, what happened was that, in my mind, I decided, my wife told me, you got to make it back. I said, I am going to make it back. I'm going to play the game at least, if not anything. After a an year and a quarter, a year and a half, I was taken to Worli sports club. Mm-hmm. I used to live at Prabhadevi then. And Dr. Kale, it's, this is interesting, Dr. Kale would come with his ECG machine mm-hmm. and in those ECG machines were like trunks, you see, yeah. big ones. And then he would strap me all over. And then he would make me run one round, take my ECG, two rounds, take my ECG. I used to say, Doc, am I allowed this? He said, don't worry, I am there. I don't know what would have happened if something mm-hmm. had happened. Mm-hmm. You see, but because I was steely and because I was determined and because I felt, no, I have to come back. Then I would bat and Vijay Alva would bowl to me. Mm. Pradeep Sundaram, Vijay Alva, Ajit Naik, they would bowl to me at pace, genuine pace. Vijay Alva and Pradeep Sundaram had genuine pace. Pradeep Sundaram was quick by any standards and they would bowl and I would bat. And I remember these two friends because they were much junior. They were, they were trying to impress me, you see, for whatever reason, because I was a senior Mumbai player. I said, Pradeep, take it easier. I've just come out of something. You'll hit me. He said, no, sir, I'll, I won't do that for you. But I managed. And then he would take my cardiogram. And then after a month or two, he declared me fit. He said, go and play. But don't bowl. Ah, Okay. Because what would happen is, if you batted and bowled, it would be a strain. So, if you can avoid bowling and just bat, you will at least play the game. So, that's what I started. I started only batting. I would reckon I was a batsman bowler and not a bowler batsman. But because I bowled at all levels, there was place in the Mumbai team as a bowler batsman, as a genuine all-rounder. So, that helped me. But that was my comeback to cricket. And my first knock... In the Kanga League against Shivaji Park was 100 at CCI. Out of 137, I scored 100 on a wet wicket. And that gave me confidence. That's how my cricket started. And then Time Shield was a major success. And Dilip helped me a lot because Dilip was batting at number 4. And I would bat at number 5. So Dilip helped me a long way in coming back in the game, You know, telling me, take it easy, don't strain yourself, bat well. And, I, and Dilip was at that time itself coming into big cricket in 76, big cricket year. I think he had already played test cricket. Maybe he had. And that's how, all the big names that Tata's had did help me a lot. Mm. There was a person called Prakash Palekar, who's no more. Okay. He helped me a lot, you know, in making me, allowed me to come back, make a comeback. And of course, my two greatest mentors, Vasu Paranspe and Naren Tamane, they were instrumental in whatever I achieved in all my cricket, right, from Dadi Union days, which I was... In class 10, I played for Dadi Union. Two years before Sunil. Can you imagine? I mean, I mean, Madhav Mantri took me under his wing to play for Dadi Union and said, No, you've still got time, Sunil. You're not ready to play for Dadi Union. That was the fairness, that was the judgment, that was the vision in the man. And then Malen Tamane and Madhav Mantri would take me for lunch. They never allowed me to pay the bills for lunch, because I was a schoolboy. I had just played Bombay schools then and India India schools in 11th. So they never allowed me to pay the bills. So I am eternally grateful to these two gentlemen for paving the way in my life. Then came Vasu. Vasu Paranspe could probably be the finest club captain that I have ever seen. Yeah. Played with, not against, but seen. As a result of which one learnt a lot from Wasu what to do on the ground, how to, you know, tackle situations. He was, he was a very important man in my life. So these are the learnings you had in those days. And my association with Mumbai's cricket is from 1965 when I played for Mumbai schools till 2019. Perhaps I must be the only cricketer who had an association with Mumbai's cricket playing and administratively from 65 to 2019. I don't think anybody will break that record
0: that could well be true yes yeah
1: so mumbai's cricket is still in my heart you know when mumbai plays and if it's on tv i promise you clay i watch every ball if it's at one Day, i watch every ball if it's on the television i watch every ball my heart just beats for mumbai's cricket. it may not be so much for india cricket but for mumbai yes i'm not a staunch supporter supporter but I feel great passion for Mumbai's cricket. Even now until my last I will always. Uh,
0: you made your first class comeback uh, as captain of Mumbai when the big guns were away in Australia in 77-78. Uh, it turned out to be a very forgettable season for Mumbai. What went wrong?
1: Everything went wrong because we had a great side. We had uh, Sandeep Patil, Eknath Solkar, Ramnath Parker, Vijay Mohandraj, Rahul Mankar, Suru Nayar, Zulfiqar made his debut and Abdul Ismail, everybody. I'm glad you asked me this question because sometimes you have to set the record straight. Yes. I don't want to go in history of Mumbai's cricket as somebody who under whose captaincy Mumbai men did not qualify. It happened later also to many people. Yeah. But I don't want to go into history as that. Mumbai didn't qualify because one and a half day, that means almost about 90, 100 overs were lost because of rain. So we, And in those days, you played only 70 overs in an inning, in a, in a day. Match against Maharashtra, which was a strong side, Yajuvendra Singh led, we won. Match against Baroda was the biggest issue. We got out for 160-170 on a, on, a, on a pitch which wasn't as good as it should be. We got them out. And around some few runs lead, second innings, we skittled them out. And Raju Babla, who was playing for Baroda then, and what happened was that he was caught on the boundary of Bendur, I think, no, of Zarapkar, safely inside, 10 yards inside the boundary, catch. Mm. Raju Babla raised his hands, you know, as if to say, no, it's pierced the boundary. He, he was right inside. And then the captain of Boroda came out and asked the umpire, and the crowd erupted. The crowd erupted, the crowd came on the ground. They dug up the pitch, mm. and they urinated in the pitch and the match was off so the match was abandoned we had to score 160 to win outright in one and a half hours and 15 mandatory overs which was easy because motibag is a fast ground Mm. we had the batting you know we had sandeep and everybody was there that's how two games were lost and in the last game against gujarat we got skittled out for 42 maharashtra got skittled out for 54 in the previous game saurashtra got skittled out for 60 they would play in a place called Balsard, which was a choir matting wicket. If you roll the ball from side to side on the matting, it would just trickle down. It was like the Lord's Ridge, yeah. which was at least 8 inches higher than the wicket. So, every time the ball pitched there, it would fly past your leg stump or past your ear. And there were three batting wicket bowlers in Pankaj Zaveri, Uday Joshi, Ashok Joshi and Dhiraj Parsana. And they played all their games there. So all the themes they thrashed over there. And that was it. It was an unplayable, unplayable pitch. So this is how the season ended in disaster. Bapuji was the manager then. We wrote back. Bapuji and I met late Professor Changarkar then to lodge a protest. That, you know, the match is abandoned. But Mr. Chinnaswamy, who was the president, did not agree to a replay. Did not agree. And that's how Mumbai... Missed out on two important games, one was washed out and one was riot. So, we did not get our full quota of overs, and that is how the season went. And to, to set this record, we could have maybe we would have lost, we lost badly that one game, okay, fine, everybody lost. But the other two games you would have won. So, we would have got nine points comfortably. So, we would have been nine plus nine plus five, which we did not because Saurashtra game we got only five, Maharashtra game we got only five. Barola game, we got only three because the first innings we lost by a few runs. So, that was history, but it was disastrous.
0: What happened after that? You retired from the first-class year? Yes, I retired.
1: After that, what happened was the will to play had gone. And I got an opportunity from my organization, Tata Steel. I was 28 years old to either take up a corporate life or to continue playing cricket, which took away a lot of time. And there was a big, big opening for me in Tata Steel. Those days it was called uh, public relations. And my vice chairman and Mr. Tata met with me, Mr. J.R.D. Tata. He was taking interest in our cricketers, sportsmen, everything. And he met, me, we've met with me and offered me this uh, job. He said that you, you are known, you are from Zainz-Xavier's college and all that. Would you like to continue? But then we'll have to appoint somebody else. And in those days, corporate life was important because there was no money in cricket. We got 5 rupees a day to play a Ranji Trophy match. Out of 2 rupees, 50 paisa was gone in taxi. Sudhir, myself, sharad and Sunil paid 50 paisa to go to the ground and 50 paisa to come to the ground. So, 2 rupees had gone in that. 2 rupees, 50 paisa was the tip. So, there was nothing left. So, I picked, I, I, I decided to do a corporate life. And there are no regrets whatsoever to have started a corporate life because that helped me.
0: You were also part of the Time Shield team after that and if I remember correctly, you all broke the Mafatlal Mon- monopoly yes. in 79 and then you all won it the next following year. Yes. Uh, can you talk a bit about those two years in the Time Shield?
1: Those two years were phenomenal really. If ever a Time Shield can win a place for a cricketer in the Indian cricket team, it was those two years and Sandeep Patil was devastating. Dilip Vengsaka were as solid as a rock. And, and you know what our batting order was? Ramnath Parker, Sudhir Naik, Sandeep Patil, Dilip Vengsaka, myself, Ajit Naik. We were, were the first six batsmen. Beyond five wickets, we hardly lost a wicket in the earlier rounds. Each one of us scored almost 400 to 600 runs with Patil excelling. But Dilip's hundreds were there and Sandeep's 200s were there. And I have seen Sandeep slaughtering an attack. In those days. In one of the matches at Islam Gymkhana, when Sandeep was told by Ashok, Because Sandeep had hit some 10, 14 sixes at Islam Gymkhana. He scored 203.
0: Many uh, balls landed in the sea. Yes.
1: In that game, I had hit five sixers of five balls. The first five that I faced. Of Niranjan, Mehta, spinner, all mm. five full tosses. So, I hit them out of the ground. And Vengsarkar came to me and said, leave one ball for me at least here don't do this don't change him he'll be changed you see so the fifth ball i defended so he could come back but ashok was true shrewd a captain he never brought him back but coming back to that time shield days those two years sandeep patil dominated he really really dominated cricket and when we went to the 1k day to play the final sandeep patil scored 203 runs in a day
0: against mafat
1: lal with that same attack same team the greatest Time shield team that I have seen. I keep putting on your Facebook that again and again that Mafatlal was the greatest time shield team that ever played this game, ably led by the great Ashok Bankar as a captain. But uh, at T Sandeep was 97. And at the end of the day, he and I shared a partnership of 120 runs. I scored three. I prided myself for hitting the ball hard, but Sandeep scored all the rest. He hit about 14 or 15 sixes.
0: Have you seen a harder hitter in the first-class game? In
1: one of my articles, I had compared Sandeep's hard hitting to Viv Richards. I didn't say better at all, but as hard as Viv Richards. The non-striker's end was a scary, scary opportunity because you never knew when he could hit you. We were playing a Kanga League match at the CCI and the wicket was very, very close to East End. You know, there were several wickets at CCI. Yeah. and The, the East End side wicket. East yeah. End side. So the distance between uh, between that wicket and the passage Imkhana, which is towards the seaside, was a good 120 yards. And Sandeep hit Vinaya Dhuri, a Shivaji Park youngster's bowler, for five sixes over the rooftop. That was his power. And they were not slogs. And he held the bat at the top, he, he carried a heavy bat, and that punch, that square cut, that cover drive, that mid wicket flick, and that high court mid wicket. And that was phenomenal he had the power but unfortunately he didn't succeed as much as he should have at the international level fabulous captain great reader of the game great man manager so we have had our fill of great cricketers in all these names that i take so bombay's legacy has to be carried on coming back earlier than what you will ask me is that bombay's legacy somehow has to come back but those time shield years two years when we hammered Mafatlal, even in 84, which was my last year, we beat Mafatlal. Mm. We beat Mafatlal then. When Kiran More first came on the scene in 79 for Tata's. for Tata's, I had picked him up as a, I was in charge then, I had picked him as a youngster and his debut was 100. We were 110 for 7 and Kiran Moreh came 5, 5 or 6, and Kiran More came to bat with me. I scored 99, bold of a long hop from Suresh Shastri and Kiran more got a hundred. It was a marvellous innings. Those were the days where both the teams shared a 15 by 15 dressing room at the Islam Gymkhana. So there was camaraderie, there was fun, there was Kadar's Khema to eat, there was you know Limbu soda and all these things like the tent, you know, the captain sat at the table, skora's table, ate your uh, chai, had your chai and biscuits.
0: And every, anyone welcome. Anyone welcome. Those were the days, you see, and it was fun.
1: So, coming back to Sandeep Padil, hard hitting, yes. Maybe Kapil Dev, maybe Dilip Vengsarkar, but on a consistent level, Sandeep's cricket was only hitting the ball. These words, Dilip was a, was a master at manipulating, you know, the ball. Dilip was a master, Sunil was a master at manipulating the ball. From Bombay, I'm talking essentially of players from Mumbai. So, they were, they were the two greats in in, in modern era of our cricket.
0: Uh, Gavaskar versus you in, at timeshield level, any memory? I played
1: one match, only one match against Gavaskar in my life.
0: That was uh, against ACC or status ACC versus
1: Tata's at okay. National. And I bowled to him only one over in my life. And the first two balls, flat deliveries, he hit me over your Sundar Maidan, over Sundar Maidan pitch. I mean, I don't know where the footwork came from. I don't know where the power came from. I didn't even see him coming out. And he hit me over long on for two massive hits. I mean, he drove me. He didn't hit me. He drove me. That was the only time I played against Gavaskar, a bowl to Gavaskar. I played against Gavaskar for on, And then when I got out at 99, they were all laughing in the, and Sandeep and Sunil in the slips because it was a two tuppy ball really, which Suresh tried to bowl quicker and I went to pull. And the bottom of my stumps rattled. So it was a... You know, they laughed at me. You know? it, was a, it was a fun thing in those days. You're listening to... The Mumbai Cricket Podcast... With Clayton Musello.
0: How did you react when... Uh, Sandeep shifted to Nirlan from Tatas?
1: Tatas, you see, took cricketers... As cricketers... They offered them jobs, but the future was as sportsmen. People like me or maybe Sudhir Naik, you know, we worked our way up. So it was, we made a career. But otherwise, I reacted, I was sad because at the end of it all, Sandeep did have a career because he was the only cricketer in those days who came at 9.15 sharp and he left at 3 o'clock. So he was there every day, very punctual. The one thing that I've learned from Sandeep is never be late. Never be late. Be five minutes before time, but wait. I regretted that decision because what happened was he joined Murphy. Murphy didn't take off. Then he joined Mahindra's. He played for them for one year. Then he joined Nirlon and Sungrace. You see, those were the times when maybe Sandeep was not cut out to do a corporate world
0: job. But you were the one who picked him from Century Rayon, isn't yes, it? Yes,
1: because of that innings he played against us. Because he on-drove Kailash Gattani's new ball. It, hardly, it was an on-drive, it didn't even rise 10 feet above the ground, at say, at, at Western Railway ground where the boundaries were long and the ball just crashed into the fence. First time in my life I saw him and I, in the evening I met him, he said, come and meet my father. So I met his father and his father said, of course, Tata's, you know, is a big organization. That's how Sandeep and Al came together, became close friends. So from then to now, we've been great family friends. But yes. That was the innings when I saw him driving Gatani, And Gatani was no mean bowler. Mm. He drove Gatani of the new ball. And Gatani has beautiful outswingers, you see. And that was the first time I saw him different. And he bowled well. He bowled those leg cutters. He was lanky. He was, you could see, you know, he was He was a different cricketer. And then I took him to CCI. Because at Shivaipa, he got battered at number 9. I said, Sandeep, can you batter at number 3? He was a bit astounded. He said, I've never battered at 3. I said, let's start, no Brilliant captain, mind you he was a brilliant captain, read the game so well because I guess he had studied that game under Ashok Mankar a lot. Hmm. Ashok Mankar was a mentor really as far as cricketing skills, captaincy, reading the game was concerned. Like Chandu Pandit, yeah. you know all of these guys learned those skills from Ashok in their in their younger years when they were there for a short time. He was an astute leader, great man-manager, great man-manager. Why was he a successful Nidlon captain? Simply because he was, he gelled with the boys. Sandeep Patel, Ajit Naik, Sharad Hazare and I, every day would go, when Sandeep was there with us for three years, to a restaurant, to a Udipe restaurant called Central. And we would have masala dosa or idli sambar or, or a coffee. And each one of us paid for our bills. Because that, that was the way it was, you see. And those, he still remembers that. Day. When Hazare passed away, He said, I still remember Melin those days when every day at 11 o'clock, we would meet downstairs. Mm. And that was a ritual. And those were the days, you see. Sometimes Paddy joined in, sometimes, uh, you know, some other Sudhakar Adhikari joined in, you know, things like that. Even my days with Tata's were great. I had some great players with us and Nada Union was great. I think some of us were blessed, Clay, to be mentored or to play alongside or to be coached or to be guided by these great players. My first room partner was Dilip Sadasai. I mean, he said, you're my room partner. Sunil's first room partner was Ajit Wadekar. I mean, these were the great people who took their, took you under their wing and said, look, you stay with me. They made you comfortable. In our first match at Ahmedabad, that 67 picture, we played at Ahmedabad. It was searing hot. Wadekar and Farokh Engineer were roommates. It was hot. And in those days, we were. To, so I was 12th and Sunil was 13. We were playing at Sardar Vallabhai Patel Stadium.
0: Yeah, in the city.
1: In the city. And the rooms were at the back. And Vijay Bosle wanted to have a bath at lunch time. And there were no showers then. So Sunil and I went to our room, carried a bucket of hot water through the crowd and gave it to Vijay Bosle so that he could have a bath. So Vijay Bosle had a bath. You know, we did everything. And then when it came to the night, it was very... Very hot, very humid. So Farooq engineer Ajit were the only two guys, Farooq especially, who was a spoilt man, you see. Parsi, mm. lived in style. He had a Fiat, imported Fiat in those days. And he stayed in an air-conditioned room where he would pay 12 rupees a night for that air-conditioning. And then Ajit Wadekar phoned all of us. So eight of us went in their room and slept at night. And those were the gestures, you see. We were 10 of us all on the floor, Ajit and Farouk on top. But we were all on the floor, Ashok, myself, Sunil, Eknath, you know, everybody on the floor. But four days of air conditioning comfort, that was the first time we knew what air conditioning was. And those were the days, you see. So these mentors, these great people, have really, really taken us under their wing and, and nurtured us. So we will never, never forget their contribution to our not cricket. But to our well-being, to what we are today, whatever little we are today, is only because of all these great men of the past who have who have really helped us. They never paid allowed us to pay for lunch, they took care of our travel, they took care of our food, mm. they took care of our kit. Budhi Kundaran gave me the first bat, wish you plenty of runs, Budhi Kundaran. Okay. Sharad Diwadkar, my brother-in-law, he was an outstanding bowler. But lot of things I learned in selection policies from either him or from Vasu on the discussion on the game and of course Naren Tamane. Mm. Naren Tamane was an outstanding selector. I believe by now the story of Tendulkar's selection has gone all over the yeah. place. But it was Sudhir Naik, Ramakant, and Naren who agreed with what I was fighting for because they had a great vision. Sunil had failed in his first venture, they didn't want a repetition of that, because Sunil, I believe, played a little earlier than he was ready, because he was scoring runs. We are looking for an opening batsman. There are no opening batsmen, and that is how, when I proposed the name of Tendulkar, I had seen enough of him. They said that look, we don't want another Gavaskar, and I was going on and on and on till Naren Tamane said, "Look, we will go by what you say, but." We must allow him to fail at least in four or five innings. Mm-hmm. Remember the word fail because we are doing injury. We are making two mistakes one by picking him and one by dropping him. And that has been my mantra as a selector all my life. Don't make two mistakes, make only one, whatever it is. Pick him, but don't drop him without being fair. And Sudhir and Ramakand say agreed to it. He said, Milan, don't discuss him for the next five innings. He has to play. And then we picked him.
0: But Tendulkar never failed. He never failed. He was phenomenal. Did you expect a debut 100 from him? Yes,
1: I did. Because every time I saw Tendulkar, he was totally different from everybody else. Like I keep saying, Gavaskar was a technician. Gavaskar was not a natural like Tendulkar was. Gavaskar built his way. His bat came from third man. Nobody close to Gavaskar anywhere where concentration was concerned. You see those eyes? Mm. You see the way he looks at the ball? So Gavaskar made his way, read a lot, studied the game, found out what was wrong. God made Tendulkar a natural from day one. His bat came straight. His feet were in position. He read the ball, long short ball. He read the length. He led the line. God blessed him. So both these players were different from everybody else. But I expected Tendulkar to get 100 in every innings he played. Every innings he played, if he fails, yes, we talk of law of averages, we talk of age, but when he goes out and takes that leg stump, we never expect him or Gavaskar to fail. The word greats or legends is used very loosely in cricket. Ten players can't be great. Ten players can't be legends. Legends are one who the world follows is my understanding and the dictionary meaning of legends. So if a Gavaskar became a legend in our country and world, the others followed him till Tendulkar came on the scene. Now the next three generations are going to follow Tendulkar. So they became legends. In between, they were very good players who adjusted, accommodated and in our own Indian cricket they were greats, but you can't call everybody greats. Somebody who plays a hundred test matches is a great, not somebody who plays a lesser amount, you know. They are very good cricketers. That's why Australians use the word great very
0: scarcely, very sparingly. So, where do you see someone like a Rohit Sharma? Would you call him a great Mumbai batsman? Of course.
1: But I've always not understood this white ball, red ball concept. At the end of it all, it is batting, isn't it? But yes, unfortunately, the biggest mistake that Rohit Sharma made was to bat low down the order. You see, for the first many years, Rohit batted at 5 and 6. And I still remember telling Rohit as a Mumbai chairman or as a Mumbai selector, Rohit batted at number 3. Because if you score runs at number 3, you're going to be noticed. All great players at 3 and 4, 1 and 2 are always noticed. Because that is where yeah. people value runs. You bat at number 5, 30 for 3 and you bat yes. But 175 for 2 and you bat yeah, okay, You've, you scored the runs. But I think Rohit was a bit late there in shifting up the order. That's why Virat Kohli falls in that category. But Rohit Sharma's talent, Rohit Sharma's batting, you know, it's it's a visual delight. So there are some players who give you tremendous visual delight. Rohit Sharma is the number one in that today. There's no doubt about it. Even at 18 and 19 and 17 when I saw him, he was so pleasing on the eyes. The word commentators use today, pleasing on the eye, which he always was. But for him to tighten his defence, for him to play the right shots, for him to improve temperamentally, took him a number of years. That is why he's lost out on the number of test matches that he could have played. By now, he could have easily played over 100 test matches. But he has not. I don't know, maybe in the 40s he has played test matches or something like that. I may be corrected. But Rohit Sharma has missed test cricket by at least five years. One day cricket? But why? Because he opens. That is why, or number three, that is why Rohit Sharma in one day cricket is a great is a legend, but yet to reach that red ball cricket or five day cricket, maybe another three years, four years fitness, he will achieve those targets. But the best part about your cricket is your first 10 years. The last five years are a little slower. Uh,
0: Milind, isn't it a uh, matter of pride that, you know, you've played alongside Gavaskar, you've been uh, a selector which uh, in a committee which picked Tendulkar, Uh, you've picked uh, even a young guy called Prithvi Shah
1: it is a matter of pride, that I pick some good players. As a selector, vision is important, but experience is far more important. That's why I keep saying that this Lodha committee that has come has put a cap on years of, you know, 70. I reckon I'm still fit. I reckon I'm still a little sharp. Why can't my experience be used to pick players? Unfortunately, that has gone. So, I valued my opinion of my colleagues also. I had some damn fantastic colleagues in my selection committee who did all the hard work, watch cricket, came and told me. I always felt like taking a feedback from Maidan cricketers. I used to watch a lot of cricket in Maidan. Maidan cricket is the heart of Mumbai's cricket. And you never know which cricketer can be, you know. You watch a man playing 10 balls and you say, hey, he's got the talent. Why don't I put him in the higher bracket and see how he is? That is why I value Chandu Pandit's opinion, Sulakshan Kulkarni's opinion, I'm just naming Praveen Amre's opinion, naming a few, even Balwinder Sandhu, these were the four coaches I really worked with. They would tell you, will go ahead and watch this guy. And we would all go together, watch their matches, Kanga league, this league, that league, even if it's a B division, never, never look only at the higher levels, Correct. or always look at what you can get in the maidans, because maidan is a lifeline of our cricket. There is no doubt about it. Unfortunately or fortunately, I don't know whether they are still there. Unfortunately or fortunately, I don't know whether Baidan is still given the the importance and the prerogative to select players. You can't select players in the nets. Ramnath Parker, Sunil Gavaskar were pathetic dead batsmen. If you watch them playing in the nets, you will say, oh God, who, who are these guys? If Sunil Gavaskar was to wear a mask and Ramnath was to wear a mask and bat with a helmet, I mean, you would never recognize them. They would hit the bat all over there, they hated it but nets is no criteria. The no ball is there. You bowl off from 15 yards, 18 yards. And that's how, you know, Prithvi Shaw, when I first saw him, it is one of my biggest regrets that Prithvi Shaw hasn't delivered what is expected of him. I saw him in a Baroda game when he made his debut that year at uh, Baroda first patch Renji Trophy. He hit, must have hit 50 boundaries clay in 220, 30, 50 he scored. Unbelievable. The talent he had, the... Stroke play he had, the bat swing he had, the bat speed he had, some or the other, you know. I don't know. It's been a disappointment, and I hope he picks up, and I hope they give him opportunities. You just can't, you just can't leave a man totally out of everything mm. because of the whims and fancies of a few people who feel, no, nah, no, nah, he's not, he's not good enough, he's not fit. You can't, you shouldn't.
0: That's the biggest lesson you've learned as a selector.
1: Biggest lesson I've learned as a selector because my seniors had that attitude, which I tried to pass on to my juniors in my committee. I've had some very good juniors, Jatin, Nishit Shetty, Sanjay Patil. All these people were Sulakshan Kulkarni as a coach, Chandu Pandit as a coach. We were all family, you see, they were all very good coaches. my younger years, I selected all these guys mm. and I was sitting with them to select. But I must say that they allowed me to take my final word. That was a big, big thing. They allowed me because otherwise selection is difficult. If you start fighting, arguing, you can discuss. But you can't argue, you can't fight. You can't, you know, have your own way all the time. And that is where, you know, I was blessed because I had great colleagues. Great colleagues. Otherwise, you can't be, shall I say, successful? Maybe, yes. Uh,
0: Mumbai has not won the Ranji Trophy for, for a while now. I remember you saying before the final that Mumbai will win this final. Okay, fine, you approve wrong. It can happen in cricket. Do you see Mumbai winning the Ranji Trophy soon? Or is there some work to be done?
1: Mumbai has a lot of work to be done. I for one thought Mumbai would win the Ranji Trophy because they were playing well. This year. Those 4-5 matches, even if the opposition was not as good as should have been, the form of the Mumbai team was excellent. They were playing very well. And that's why I based my theory on the fact that Mumbai would win. But in the final, they took it easy. I think they underestimated the MP team. MP had nothing to lose. And with an astute coach, like Mr. Pandit sitting in their dugout, they had to play 12 people. And I say it because a coach can't do anything. Obviously, he is only a performance enhancer. 20% he can contribute. But on the ground, the players have to do it. But Chandu Pandit was a hurdle to tackle. He guided his players correctly. The Mumbai players took it lightly. They never knew what hit them till everything was over. Patidar and the two other openers were the only one or two players who scored the runs, but the contribution came from all eleven. Something here, something there. Fielding, good four overs. That was because Pandit was pushing him, pushing them. Amol Mazumdar was pushing them, but how much did the players mm. allow Amol Mazumdar to push them? How much did the players allow Amol strategy to be made into a reality? That is the point. So they missed the boat there. Secondly, Mumbai will have to work extremely hard on finding fast bowlers. There has to be a development program. There has to be good appointment of coaches. They have to appoint people who are experts in fast bowling. Not take people who are friends and relatives. I'm being harsh. But not take people because, oh yeah, I know him. Oh yeah, I know that guy. No. If there is a Balvinna Sandhu over there, who knows the nuances of fast bowling, call him, call a Paras Mamre, he is an Indian coach, call him for advice, give him a two or three day camp with the boys, payment, nobody is interested, boss, nobody is interested, call them, take their advice, let the coach then imbibe in them what the, these great coaches are doing, which we are not doing. The Mumbai Cricket Association has become very parochial, we have to change our stance. We have to allow people who have helped the game to come. Bring them back. Respected senior cricketers. Bring them back. Which is totally, totally lacking. You don't want to seek the advice. A man like Vengsar Kar, who played 116 test matches. A man like Tindul a man like Gavaskar. Which team in the world has such riches? No, they won't come. Why will they not come? You have to call them. You have to request them. And in the past, people like Dilip, Sunil, Sachin have come to talk to the boys two hours, three hours. Don't call them for one session. Call them for five sessions in a month. I want to see who says no.
0: So, obviously, there's some work to be done at the administrative level also. Of course. A huge chunk of work. A
1: huge chunk of work. Where are the development programs? Can anybody give me a page on these other development programs? You know, when we were the CIC members, I don't want to go back into times. When Madhavapte was the chairman, when Gavaskar was the chairman, at times Dilip was the chair, we would sit for four and five hours discussing Bombay's and not once, once a month. What is to go, what is to be done? I don't know whether this happens now. This entire thing of Loda allowing only test cricketers to be a part of the CIC, teams are suffering, boss. At the Rajitrophy level, call people who have Played grassroots cricket, no? Ask people like Clayton Murzello. Clayton, you have been on the grounds most of your time. What do you think needs to be done? Seek his advice. Call people, invite people for meetings. Let us not have a meeting of one and two people to decide the future of Mumbai's cricket. Though I must admit that they are also, they know cricket, they know what they are doing. But if a senior advises them, maybe. You see, in our times we had a Professor Shetty or a Ravi Savant or an XYZ who would sit in the meetings. So if we wanted to take an administrative decision. The man to, was there, yeah. Ah, as to whether Kangalik should be like this or Pushatam should, should be like that, they would tell us if you did this, that would happen. The decision was taken by Mr. Apte under his chairmanship with us.
0: Correct, because they had the schedule in their hands. Yes.
1: How many, what are the laws of the game? What is this? What is that? Most cricketers don't know the laws of the game. So they would advise you. Why can't we do this?
0: I'll throw you a question. You idolize Dilip Sardesai. You had a picture of Dilip Sardesai in your wallet. There is something which is common with Dilip Sardesai and you. Can you tell me?
1: Passion for Mumbai's cricket.
0: True, but there's another. Both of you all were never national selectors. Is that a regret?
1: It is. For me, it is a regret. Regret in the sense that, yes, I would have been happy to be a national selector. May not be at the national level, but certainly I could have chaired the junior committee because I pride myself to pick great youngsters to play for Bombay. I pride myself to see talent and I would have been very satisfied or happy to chair or even be a part of the committee, but that was never done. I don't think the Mumbai committees ever put my name and I wasn't the type to push myself. Just like my cricket, I was never the type to push myself. So I never spoke for myself. Maybe that's the reason why I couldn't be because at the end of it all you have to canvass yourself. You have to tell them, do this for me. People came from behind and became selectors. Maybe I wasn't the the man who, who took any nonsense from anybody. Where selection was concerned. I never compromised, ever. I listened to everybody. I heard everybody, but I took a decision with my committee. And the final decision, Clay, was always mine, when I chaired a committee. And I am happy to say here that even when I was a member of the committee, people like Tamane, Wadekar, Vingsarkar, who were my chairman, I think they they heard me and they gave a lot of respect and regard to my opinion. In that way, I count myself blessed.
0: That's a big positive to have.
1: And that is what I learned from them. That listen to everybody. Listen to what they have to say. And if, they, if you agree with them, do it. If you disagree with them, discuss. And if you lose the battle, agree with them. Go ahead. But discuss. Chandu Pandit has always laughingly accused me. He said, I say, sir, your meetings are too long. I used to have my committee meetings for at least 2 hours, 2 and a half hours, 3 hours because I had, I had volumes of paper and I was the only one to carry paper. Everybody came with nothing in their hands. But I provided the, the masala, the, the previous picture, the future, what would happen, etc. And every cricketer was discussed threadbare, we didn't want to do, at least we tried not to do injustice to a player and if at the end of it all, We succeeded. We thought, yes, we've done something. Many, maybe many a player missed missed out because at the end of it all, you can pick only 15 and 11, but we did that. And at the end of the day's play, I always gave the coach and the captain his final 11. I put in my effort, but choice was theirs. Never, ever, never, ever did I say, no, I disagree. I want this. No, that's not the right way to do it.
0: Well, in a way, we've uh, got a very prescriptive uh, kind of a conversation uh, with you towards the end. Uh, Milind, I hope the powers that be are listening in the corridors of the MCA. This brings an end to another episode of Midday's Cricket Podcast with Clayton Murzalo.
1: Thank you, Clayton. I'm delighted that you called me. Please do what you are doing and God
0: bless you. Thank you.